Hello everyone, welcome back uh, to Capes and Japes. Um, we are recording this the day after our Jessica Jones episode, which is appropriate since they're sort of companions to each other. Um, still, still sick. Uh, one of us is very, very sleepy. What's um, up? My body hates sleep when I'm sick. <laughs> um, I've been awake for 12 hours. Oh, gee whiz. The day's only half over. Oh, no. Oh, beans. Um, but we are going to power through this to tell you about Luke Cage. Good. Good. I'm so glad. Power um, Man, help yeah. me. Power Man, give me your power. So, okay. Luke Cage was created in, uh... 1972 um by a group of marvel creators including um john ramita senior um and i think archie goodwin um anyways it was a, a few different people and he was created in response to uh the the like the rise of the uh black exploitation I need to learn to say this because I need to say this a couple times black exploitation uh film genre um which if you're not familiar should probably like um be explained a little bit I don't want to get into like the whole thing because this is a comics podcast not a film podcast um but um You've probably seen, like, some of this aesthetic somewhere. Um, movies like like Shaft is kind of the first cited major example. Um, and in, like, through the 70s, it was a genre of film that featured, like, largely black casts um, and, like, a lot of you know, like, African-American, like, culture that were created originally to appeal to, like, an urban black audience and then kind of, like, gained more widespread appeal. Um, and there's a lot of, uh, as with a lot of things, it's very complicated because on the one hand, like, whoa, like, black characters being treated as like protagonists instead of sidekicks that's good and on the other hand it's like well but also they rely on like a lot of stereotypes and like all of these characters are have like criminal backgrounds and like are involved with drugs and stuff like that um and it's very violent and they don't usually treat women very well and it's like well but it also like you know, they're, like, fighting against oppression. That's, like, a major theme. Um, so, like, there were, you know, a lot of people who were upset about it, and then there were some other people who were, like, influenced by it, and then there were some people who reclaimed it. And you can watch, like, a whole... You can read a whole lot of film theory about this. Um, the point is that this was all happening, and this, like, movies like these were getting very popular. And over at Marvel Comics, they were, like... You could make a superhero out of this. Oh god. Um, extremely Bill Wirt's history of the world voice. You can make a superhero out of this. <laughs> um, so they were like, "Well, people love these black exploitation movies. We're gonna make a superhero that like draws on these themes." Um, so Luke Cage was not the first black superhero because we talked about T'Challa. T'Challa was created uh, a few years earlier um, in the like mid to late 60s. Um, Sam Wilson, the Falcon, also uh, appeared a few years before um, Luke Cage did. Um, but Luke Cage was the first black superhero to have uh, his own title because like Black Panther as the comic didn't like uh, 
get like its own like self-contained thing until like a few years later. Um, so uh, 1972, um, they launch Luke Cage, Hero for Hire. And the story of Luke Cage is that um, he, he was, he was a, a youth, a youth um, <laughs> growing up in Harlem with his pal uh, Willis Stryker. Not related to like the Stryker who's in all the X-Men stuff, which is also confusing. <laughs> I don't know why there's so many people of the same name. I mean, you gotta have these good, strong comic book names, like Striker. Striker! Um, it is a, it is a powerful name. Um, but so the two of them are growing up in Harlem. Um, Luke's, like, you know, getting kind of, uh, in and out of, of, of trouble. They end up getting involved with some, uh, some organized crime, um, and eventually, uh, Luke decides he doesn't really want to be, after some, spending some time with this gang, he decides he doesn't really want to be a part of this anymore, um, and he kind of wants, you know, would rather, like, spend time with his family and make them proud and maybe get, you know, a, a legal job, um, and, Striker's like, that's cool, I'm gonna keep, I'm gonna keep doing crime, and Luke's like, cool, peace, um, and they stay in touch, um, at one point, Striker is attacked by another gang, and Luke steps in and helps him, um, at which point, Striker's girlfriend breaks up with him, because it is too stressful for her to be dealing with her boyfriend's life of crime, and she goes to Luke, to ask for advice, um, and then Stryker blames Luke for his girlfriend breaking up with him, and plants a bunch of drugs in his apartment, and he gets arrested. That's not a nice um, thing for friends to do. It's not a nice thing to do to your friend. It's okay, because Luke's, Luke's gonna make some new friends, um, later on. Um, he's gonna have a whole bunch of friends, I'm gonna be very proud of him. Um, but that's not a very nice thing to do to your friend. And then Luke goes to jail. And then also, at some point, he manages to... I forget exactly how this happens. He, like, gets in touch with the mob to try to, like, uh, you know, like, get them to turn on Stryker. But they end up killing Stryker's girlfriend instead. And that's very Yikes. sad. Yikes. Big yikes! Um, you know, you know how you know how comics do with women. They don't. Um. Also, I'm. I mean, I'm not really that surprised because one, comics. Two, they were bleeding heavily from black exploitation films, right? Yeah, exactly. So, um, so that's 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 what that's what happens. That's what go down. Um. So, um, Luke goes, Luke goes to prison, and obviously he's not very happy that he's in prison, because he didn't actually do this crime that he went to prison for. Um, so he, you know, he gets in, he's very, he's an angry young man, he gets in a lot of fights, and he gets moved to a bunch of different prisons because of how much fighting he's doing. Um, and then he ends up in a very... A, a big deal prison that I keep wanting to call Blackgate, but that's the one in Gotham. <laughs> I think it's, it's like C, it's something else gate. It might be Seagate. Um, that's not important. He gets moved to this prison and there's this one guard who like really hates him, mostly because he's racist. And he's like, oh, I hate that Luke Cage. I'm going to get him. And then he's like, he gets demoted because he's like, being a dick to Luke Cage, and then he's like, "That Luke Cage got me demoted." <laughs> it's like, well, it's no, like, you, no, you did. No, you, you did that. You did that to um, yourself. Congratulations. Uh, yep. Um. Anyways, um, there is a um a doctor, uh Noah Burstein, who comes to this prison, 
and is uh, doing these secret experiments. Um, and he comes to Luke and he's like, hey, do you want to volunteer to be part of this secret experiment that I'm doing? I'm like working on some super soldier stuff because everyone in Marvel is constantly working on some sort of super soldier stuff. <laughs> um, God. He's like, I'm working on this. Um, I need to test it on people. If you want to come do this, uh, you could probably like get your sentence reduced and stuff. Um, and Luke's like, yeah, I'll do it. That sounds good with me. Um, so he goes to be tested with this super soldier serum. He goes in this big tank and he's like, okay, uh, we're just going to do, we're going to do this a little bit at a time. I just need to see how your body reacts. So let me just doop, 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 turn this on. Okay, I'll be right back. And then the guard who hates Luke comes in and he turns like all the dials all the way up because he's like, maybe this will kill Luke Cage, who I hate. But it doesn't kill Luke Cage. God. It just makes him super powerful. Wait, so they're doing this inside the prison? I believe it is in the it is in the prison. Yes, it is in the so prison. So they just have like, oh yes, let's have some super weird like technology and science going on <laughs> inside this prison. That's yeah. good good job. Marvel? That apparently, like, anybody can have access Does, to. Um, do, do you not know how prisons work? This is, I this is don't like, think they do have science in, in them. No, people do science in prisons all the time. People do all kinds of very good science in prisons. That um, sounds extremely false. <laughs> I mean, I would, I would accept very bad science. <laughs> very dubious there, science. Bad, ethically dubious, questionable science. Um, anyways, this, um, this experimental super soldier serum, um, makes Luke very, very, very strong. And it also gives him super tough skin. That's, like, his, like, the thing he's, he's most known for, I guess, because a lot of people are strong. Like, if you, like, lift up a truck in the Marvel universe which like everybody does at some point it's like oh yeah whatever um the thing it's probably the thing that's most iconic about Luke is the fact that like his like skin is basically impossible to penetrate so he cannot be shot he cannot be stabbed on multiple occasions it's like very bad for him um because <laughs> He, like, he gets badly injured and he needs surgery. <laughs> they can't do surgery to him because his skin is unbreakable and they need to get Norman Osborn to develop a special laser <laughs> that can cut into his skin. Oh, I was going to be like, just get Wolverine in here. Wolverine! Logan, we need you to do surgery. We need... Can you do surgery? Hey, Logan, do you know anything about surgery? <laughs> Logan's like, well, sometimes I just pop bullets out of myself. Does that count? It's like, close enough. <laughs> um, but so he, um, he gets very strong and powerful and he escapes the prison. Um, and he, uh, is on the lamb at which point he, oh, I didn't say this at the beginning. His, his name, his his birth name is Carl Lucas, um, which is not a very good superhero name. Um, he changes it to Luke Cage, not in order to make it a good superhero name, but to hide his identity. But as it turns out, Luke Cage is a way cooler superhero name. Yeah, Luke Cage is a good name, but also, like, escape from prison. Turn your last yeah. name into Cage. Power move. Power man, power move. Um, Luke Cage is such a good name that Nicolas Cage changed his last name to Cage because he thought Luke Cage was really cool. Thanks. Nicolas Cage, famous actor who loves Luke Cage, who I think might have named his son 
after Luke Cage, if I'm remembering that right. Um, I don't know. This sounds fake. <laughs> no, okay, this is true. This is true. This is a fact that I know. That I mean, other people might have lied to me, but I'm pretty sure it's true. Um, I don't know. Google it and then email us. Um, Nick Cage's original name is Nicholas Kim Coppola. Yes, like Francis Ford Coppola, but he didn't want he didn't want to be he didn't want to be known for that. You keep talking. I'm I'm just on Nick Cage's oh, Wikipedia. Just... <laughs> okay, that's fine. <laughs> to see if it says anything about my man Luke Cage. Um, so Luke Cage is on the run. He is, I think, back in Harlem. His brother, James Lucas, um, his brother was very upset about, um, the fact that he was in prison and would hide all of the letters from Luke to their dad and made, like, convinced... My brother's (laughs) home. Hello. Hello, brother. Can you um, hear him yelling at the dog? I did hear. I heard a, a sound. I heard a, a, a sound like a, a man voice. Yeah. Um, Actually, give me a second. I'm going to let them know that yeah. I'm recording. I did look it up. According to Wikipedia, it does say in part uh, in, influenced by uh, Luke Cage. That's my boy. So, I mean. So, there you go. 100% fact, forever, confirmed, absolutely accurate, as all things on Wikipedia are. <laughs> um, anyways, um, so while Luke Cage was in prison, uh, his brother was mad at him for being in prison. And he, uh, he like, shut down all the correspondence between Luke and their dad and managed to convince both of them that the other was dead. Um, so he's sad about that. He's sad about the fact that he thinks his dad's dead, but he's not. Um, and I'll find that out later. Um, but so he like, he heads back to Harlem. He's like, all right, cool. I'm like super strong now. I got this magic skin. Um, what if I stopped crime, but for money? Um, <laughs> which is like... I do need money. I do need money is the thing. I don't have any. I just, like, punch through a wall in prison. I don't have any money, and I need some. He could um, go into demolition. That's what Squirrel Girl would <laughs> tell him to do. God, if only Squirrel Girl were here. Um, I realize this is, like, between, like, this and, like, Jessica and Booster, we've done, like, a lot of superheroes who are very concerned about getting paid. Um, (laughs) but I'm, like, I'm pretty, I'm pretty stoked about it. Anyways, that's where we get Luke Cage, hero for hire. Um, he initially is, like, just planning to fight like regular crime but then it turns out he like he lives in new york which is where like all marvel like superhuman activity happens oh of course um there's like a bunch of super criminals he has to deal with um and like uh a lot of them are uh kind of specific to Luke, like he runs in to a lot of uh people from you know his his past. He deals with like some like Harlem like crime lords who all have really cool names like Black Mariah and Cottonmouth. Um, he um at one point um. <laughs> He does, like, start running into some superheroes. He, like, he helps the Fantastic Four with something. Um, at one point, Doctor Doom, um, hires... (laughs) Doctor Doom hires him to, like, track down some, like, 
rogue doom bots and then doesn't doesn't pay him the two hundred dollars that Luke was charging him to track down the rogue doom bots. Doom, so, you have money. Yeah, so much money. Just and give Luke, him two hundred dollars. What the fuck? Luke takes the Fantastic Four's jet, flies it to Latveria. And, like, kicks down Doom's door, and Doom's like, what the fuck are you doing? And Luke's like, where's my money? And Doom's like, that's what, you came all this way for that? And Luke's like, yeah, where's my $200? You hired me for a job, I did the job, now pay me. Pay me, We had an agreement, work. Doom. Victor, um... At one point, he, um, he also, like, somebody, like, tricks him into, like, stealing from some tech from, like, Stark Industries, or, like, stealing one of Tony's, like, suits or something, and then he's like, hey, I don't want to do that, but then he's like, hmm, although, now that I'm, like, dealing with all these superheroes all the time, I should have a cool superhero name, um, and he goes with... Power Man, um, as previously mentioned, um, which is actually what it, (laughs) what it comes from, I believe, is that, um, he, like, he's, like, fighting this dude, uh, who tricked him into stealing this stuff because Luke doesn't like being tricked, um, and the guy's like, whoa, how are you able to do that? And Luke goes, chalk it up to black power, man, and he's like, Power man! <laughs> so that's pretty good. Um, so, this is all... He does He does a bunch of, like, you know, various stuff, mostly within his own, like, neighborhood. Um, at one point, um, this dude, this criminal guy whose name is, like, Bushmaster... Or B- Bushman, or something. Oh my god, these are awful names. They're all awful. It's so bad. It's me, Bushmaster. Um, he finds evidence that Luke is innocent, which he's been trying to do since he broke out of prison. Because, like, first he, like, runs into Stryker, and Stryker is, like, now, like, also, like, like a, a crime lord, and he's going by Diamondback. Um, and he's, like, uh, and they fight, and then Stryker dies, and then he's like, well, now we can't fucking tell anybody I didn't do that crime. Um, and then, like, Cottonmouth is like, I have evidence you didn't do the crime. Um, I mailed you snakes in a box. Um, and then Luke goes and fights him, and then he, like, he, like, knocks his assistant out the window, and then Cottonmouth was like, hi, you fool, my assistant was the one who remembered all of my records, so you just destroyed the evidence. And Luke's like, dang it! Um, but so this bush Bushman guy um, is like, I have evidence you didn't do this crime. Um, and also I kidnapped um, your doctor friend and uh, Claire Temple um, because his doctor friend is just like uh, kicking around um, hanging out doing doctor things and Claire Temple like helps him out and they date for a little bit um and she's played by Rosario Dawson in the Marvel Netflix universe um and is amazing very good very very good extremely good my favorite um my favorite Marvel Netflix take is when um somebody like the news came out that Rosario Dawson wasn't gonna be in the Punisher and someone (laughs) on Tumblr was like, hmm, very bold of you to have a new season of the Claire Temple show without the lead character. <laughs> um, yeah. And also, while this is going on, I should note, one, um, Luke is living in an apartment above an old theater um, called the Gem Theater, which is very cool. And also he has a costume that's like a yellow shirt with an extremely deep v-neck um and a belt that's basically just like a giant chain um and a a 
silver headpiece. Like a circlet sort of thing? Like a circlet, kind of. Um, that's not really explained, um, but it looks very on brand for the whole aesthetic. It um, looks cool, and if I understand correctly, this was the 70s. It's very, very, very 70s. Um, so this dude is like, I have evidence that you didn't commit this crime, and also I kidnapped your doctor friend and Claire Temple, who I can't remember if you're dating right now or not. Um, and he's like, but I need you to help me um, kidnap Misty Knight the cool detective with the uh, prosthetic arm who's currently dating Iron Fist. Um, and Luke's like, fucking, finally, like, goes to find Misty Knight, um, and Iron Fist shows up. Um, and they fight for, like, two seconds, and then Luke explains what's going on, and then Iron Fist is like, oh, I'll help you. Um, <laughs> And then they go and they take down the bush boy uh, together. Um, and then Luke's like, hey, do you also want to be a hero for hire with me? Um, which I don't understand because Danny has a million billion dollars and he does not need to be an anything for hire. <laughs> Danny's just like, yeah, that sounds fun. Let's do it. But all, like, that's the thing is I think he just really wants friends. <laughs> hey, you're cool. I'll do anything you ask me to. <laughs> I don't need the money, but... <laughs> I just want friends. Um, but so, um... Because, like, the marketing idea behind this was that, um... This is, like, I think towards the end of the 70s. Um, like, black exploitation films are, like, declining in popularity. Um, and Iron Fist, Danny Rand, was based on, like, another genre that was big uh, in, like, the early 70s, which was, like, martial arts movies. Um which are also, like, declining in popularity. So they're like, <laughs> okay, we have these two dudes who we are worried about their series getting cancelled. Let's put them together and see if that does anything. And it turns out it does kind of a lot. Um, because the series becomes... I don't, think, I, I don't think it's heroes for hire now. Um, I think it's just, like, Power Man and Iron Fist. And the two of them work together um, as heroes for hire um, with their lawyer, um, Jaron Hogarth, a gender-bent version of one is also in the Marvel Netflix universe, um, and their assistant, uh, Jennifer Royce, and they do heroics for hire. Um, but the notable thing about this is that like a significant chunk of this series is written by a female writer named Joe Duffy and in that time it like there's very little heroics and it's mostly just like shenanigans perfect <laughs> and it's like it's very very good um because like Danny is a super rich boy who spent his whole life in a problematic mystical city um does not know anything about anything that's going on around him at any time all he knows is karate he knows how to do karate so good he's so bad at everything else <laughs> <laughs> luke is over here like having like been to prison like oh now i gotta be responsible for this water bottle <laughs> um and they're like they're so genuinely charming together and i also like that we talked about like booster and ted recently because this is like the closest like marvel equivalent to booster and ted that i can think of is just these like two dudes who there's, like, no real reason why they should be friends, but they meet and they're like, 
immediately so inseparable that you can't talk about one of them without mentioning the other. And Luke names his daughter after Danny, like you do, <laughs> like you do with your friends. Um, names his daughter after Danny, and then when Danny asks about it, claims that she was named after Danny Partridge from the Partridge family. Um, so that's like this like lifelong um partnership and then at the end of the series um dan after joe duffy leaves and then things are like less hijinks um danny dies temporarily um i think it it was like a scroll or something um of course it's just fucking just it literally Anytime anything happens in Marvel, just be like, it was a scroll or something. <laughs> You'll like, probably be right. This character um, died, but I want them back. How do we fix that? Oh, they were a scroll. The, the one that died was a scroll. Yeah, it was oh, just a scroll. Okay, we got the real one back then. The one that died was a scroll. <laughs> this one's fine. The real one. Um, and then they die again, and then it's like, that one was a scroll too? <laughs> and it's like, Marvel, we can't keep doing this. This is too many scrolls. And then Secret Invasion happens, and everybody's a scroll. Look in the mirror, you're a scroll. Oh my um, god. You were a scroll all along. Um, but so, uh, Danny dies, and um, Luke gets framed for it and then there's like a brief period of time where he's like in Chicago um not being a superhero um and then Danny comes back um it's like oh it's fine um and then um for a while he's kind of uh in and out of like different teams he's like does a lot of stuff with the defenders um who are uh just kind of, like, have, like, this, like, rotating cast of, like, kind of, like, sort of outcasty heroes. Um, he, Danny, like, makes, when he comes back, like, makes a Heroes for Hire team with a bunch of other people, and Luke's on it for a little bit, and then he's, like, sort of a double agent on it, um, and he shows up there's been a couple of Heroes for Hire series. There's like a very good uh two thousand like mid two thousands one, um, that Luke is not part of the team in, but he shows up in. But the team is led by like Colleen Wing and Misty Knight, both of whom rule. And we should do an episode about Colleen and Misty sometime. Nice. Because they freaking own. And then um at some point he like well, one, he stops wearing the circlet and the whole thing and mostly just wears like normal clothes and he also like starts going by Luke Cage a lot more than Power Man like Luke is one of like the the few heroes who is like much more recognizable as his like real name than as his superhero name yeah um it's just Luke Cage um Right around, I think shortly before Civil War, um, he leads, or maybe it's right, it's right around the time of Civil War, um, he leads, uh, the New Avengers, and it's written by Brian Michael Bendis, um, and he's very good at it, um, and then... Civil War happens, and then he's, like, he goes with, like, Steve against registration, and then, like, Jessica and Danny have to, like, go into hiding. Oh, also, I should mention, because I wasn't because we talked about it in Jessica Jones' episode, but maybe you didn't listen to Jessica Jones and you only care about Luke Cage. Um, while all this is going on, um, he has a um, uh, an on-again, off-again relationship with... Uh, troubled private detective Jessica Jones um eventually um they have a child together and then they get married and then they stay married um for a very long time um 
so like Luke is mostly like doing like superheroing and also like uh you know balancing parenthood and married life and stuff like that I did find um the uh while I was doing research I found the um the page where um Jessica says agrees to marry him because he like proposes to her and then she like doesn't give him an answer right away and then she's like oh by the way I decided I'm gonna marry you and Luke literally gets like Steven Universe like star pupils beautiful because <laughs> he loves love her it. so much um it's very very endearing but yeah he's uh He's on various incarnations of the Avengers throughout, like, kind of the late 2000s. Um, the, they're the new Avengers, and they're the mighty Avengers, and they go back and forth, and then sometimes they're, like, illicit Avengers because civil war is happening, and then they're, it's, and then secret war happens, and he's involved with that, and it's different from secret wars, and I hate comic books a lot. Uh, there's in one... At one point, it's, like, post-Civil War, it's after Steve comes back, um, and they're, like, um, and Steve and Tony are, like, hey, Luke, you, uh, you should be on the Avengers, and Luke's, like, um, well, Civil War just happened, and, like, I'm not super keen on, like, being part of a team that's, like, controlled by the government or anyone else, because, like, a lot of, like, really whack shit just went down and um Tony's like okay give me a dollar and Luke's like what and Tony's like give me a dollar <laughs> Luke like turns to Jessica and goes I don't have any money <laughs> and like Danny <laughs> behind him is like oh I got it I got a dollar <laughs> and hands Luke a dollar and then Luke hands Tony the dollar and Tony's like cool you own Avengers Mansion now <laughs> so like <he's- laughs> Um, it's an excellent scene. It's, um, it's really, really good. Um, and then he's, yeah, so he, he leads, he leads a couple versions of the Avengers. He's members of a few versions of the Avengers. Um, and then there's a whole bunch of, you know, reboots in like the 2010s. Um, currently, I know they have a, um, a defender series that follows um the um the the four characters who are in Netflix defenders so Luke Jessica Danny and uh Matt Murdock um I think he and Danny are back to doing um heroes for hire maybe or they just had like an event like that um but um he's um he's he's a he's a really he's an excellent dude um he says well he used to in um in the 70s when the dialogue was a lot um more campy um his catchphrase was uh sweet christmas um which now mostly comes up ironically ironically but also it's a very good catchphrase <laughs> let's see this man just yelling sweet christmas um and he is i mean probably the most recognizable black marvel hero besides t'challa um i would say and is um like like, could not come from a more, like, wildly different background, um, and is more of a, um, he's definitely, he's more, his emotions are, I think, closer to the surface than T'Challa's are. I mean, we don't have to compare them. I, it's just that they get compared because, like, there aren't a lot of black characters to talk about. Um, I like Luke because he's like he's he's dis- even when he's like in like heroes for hire mode it's like very clear 
that he has like a very very like meaningful conscience um and like cares a lot about doing the right thing and about not letting vulnerable people get hurt um and also about protecting his family um and there have been like a couple times where like people have like tried to fuck with well a trying to fuck with jessica is a bad idea to begin with um oh yeah she will toss a car at you but where people have tried to fuck with like jessica or danielle and luke has just like (laughs) absolutely ruined them um (laughs) anyway yeah that's not okay (laughs) it's not happening um and he's very i don't know he's like he's like a very large tough looking man who like does present as sort of like gruff and like a little bit impenetrable not to i guess that's a pun <laughs> but is like you know very genuinely like sincerely compassionate and a good listener and like cares a lot about vulnerable people especially um and is extremely charismatic as a leader um and gives like a lot of uh very rousing speeches um and is super charming and delightful um and also he freaking lo- <laughs> he loved this dumbass best friend <laughs> so much and they just like do so much goofy shit together and it's so nice they're both grown-ass men <laughs> they're just like goofballs it's very it's very endearing um he also i have not watched his particular netflix show yet um but he is in the first season of jessica jones and what he um him in the first season of jessica jones is amazing he's at um there's a point in between some like avengers stuff where he like retires from superheroing and buys a bar in harlem and just like tries to fix like harlem community problems um and in jessica jones he like he owns that bar and he's um also oh no there's dogs shh dogs shh um and it's it's he's so like warm and likable and like good-hearted um and it just it just kills me i just die and that's um that's Luke Cage Power Man Hero for Hire um Hero for Hire despite the fact that his best friend has a trillion dollars and if Luke asked <laughs> probably could have given him like a bunch of those dollars just um, hey man i need money oh man i've got so much money let me just write uh, you a check look at all this money i have i don't even know what money does i'm danny rand <laughs> hi i'm danny um, rand i have all this money and nowhere to nowhere to put it luke cage like to- hey i need money to eat food can this rich white boy just, like, buy me some groceries or something? Come on. <laughs> um, I did also watch um, Defenders, and there's, like, a significant amount of screen time in Defenders built to, like, developing Luke and Danny's relationship, and I love it. Thanks. Good. Netflix knows where it's at. Netflix knows where it's at. The rest of Defenders... Uh... Luke and Danny parts, very good. Solid. Yes. Um, so I think, let me see if there's anything else I wanted to say. I think that covers Luke Cage, a very good superhero. Yes, I think, I think, I think I've said, I think I've said everything. Um, I don't have, again, I don't have comic book stuff or like, we just talked about a whole bunch of comic book stuff. I don't have... (laughs) <laughs> commentary on comic books that I read because, as I mentioned, we recorded this the day after our last episode, and since I don't know, but you've had twenty four hours. You're, you're telling I've me you haven't read a comic book in twenty four hours? 
it's a, it is wild. Um, but between between recording the last episode and now, what I did was uh, eat some soup, go to bed, go to work, <laughs> come home, and record this. Um, but Solid. I did want there were a couple things I wanted to mention. Um, that are coming out well that are coming out tomorrow when we're recording this but that will have been out for a bit when this comes out next week um one of them is uh there's a new squirrel girl this week um and it is the last issue um that Erica Henderson is doing the art for. Um, oh, no. I know. It's very sad. Um, I mean, she's going off to do other um, creator-owned things. Um, that's very exciting. And I'm very but proud of her, but I'm also sad. I'm also sad. Squirrel Girl is not ending, um, just to be clear. But Erica Henderson will not be on it anymore. Um, but the it's a, it is a standalone issue... In which um, Doreen and Nancy both gain, like, time-warping powers. Um, Amazing. It sounds extremely good. The previews looked excellent. Um, There's also, um, I believe, uh, yes, uh, Gail Simone, um, who we mentioned briefly last week, is writing a new... um, domino series for marvel Mm. um domino being a um a morally ambiguous x-men character who like influences like luck and probability um and gail simone has not done any superhero stuff in like a bit besides i like the um the nightwing oracle convergence storyline which is my favorite thing that's happened in comics in like 150 years um but that is um that is starting this week I obviously haven't read it um I enjoy Gail Simone a lot um and it looks promising so that's something that you should check out if you are so inclined and was that it is there something I feel like there was something else coming out that I wanted to talk about but maybe I lied to you all well those are two things that are coming out and you should read them if you want to um and next week I can tell you about or next week in next week when you when you hear this next week I will be able to tell you about whether those things were good or not but that's all that's that's all I have for now is there anything you wanted to add? No. Okay. I think I'm good. I didn't read anything. I mostly just worked on a cosplay prop that I don't even know if it's going to turn out or not. And It looked cool. Didn't sleep much. And worked on stuff for fantasy shorts. So. Hey. Ah. Yeah. Hey. Uh, he's uh other podcast uh fantasy shorts is um just wrapping up its first campaign um i just finished listening to the finale the 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 main finale and then there's going to be an epilogue um and after the epilogue is done you are going to be uh gming your own brief campaign about monsters at summer camp. Yep. Um, yep. And There's so many teens, Olivia. It's so hard to keep track of them. Um, so if you like the things we like, which are teens, um, and if you like Elyon, which hopefully you do if you're listening to this podcast. <laughs> I mean, it's okay if you don't. Um, n- it's not okay. I'm going to have some stern words for you. Um, it's okay with should, me. You should check that out. It's not okay. Um, okay. 
Um, and you should also um, check us out at all the places where you can check us out. Um, and those include Twitter, uh, Tumblr, Instagram, Facebook, and all of those are under like capes and japes, all one word. Um, you can uh, you can send us an email at capesandjapes at gmail.com if you have like questions you need answered or you want recommendations or you want to suggest an episode or anything like that um you can uh find us on apple podcasts or stitcher or google play um and in any of those places if you feel so inclined you can um leave us a review and a rating like my friend Steven did. I know it was Steven. He told me now. Hashtag so, confirmed. Steven. Hashtag confirmed. Um, my good buddy, the Pov. You can leave us one of those. And we, one, we would be thrilled about it. It's like, it's super cool for us. And also we will definitely like give you a shout out on the podcast. So if you make your name something silly, then we have to say it. Um, you can, uh, leave us a tip. We have a tip jar on our website if uh, that's something you feel inclined to do. Um, and uh, yeah, we will um, we'll, we'll see you next week. Thank you for joining us today for Capes and Japes. I've been Olivia. And I have been Elion. Kiss me sexy Batman. Kiss me sexy Batman. <laughs>